This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. One quick announcement. Tinkered Thinking has released its first book, The Lasilius Parables, Volume 1. As many will know, a short story is released every Sunday, and this book is an illustrated collection of the first 50 stories released on the podcast. An enormous amount of effort and love went into this project in order to bring it to life. If you want to check it out, go to tinkeredthinking.com slash bookstore. Episode 969, Rivalnim, Humility. If you are unfamiliar with the concept of a rivalnim, it is something developed by Tinkered Thinking to address a certain class of words and concepts that fall in a strange place between synonyms and antonyms. A rivalnim is a word, or rather a pair of words, that are somewhat synonymous in literal meaning, but opposite in terms of their emotional valence. A pair of words that make a good example is nervous and excited. One is generally positive, that is excited, and nervous is generally more negatively valenced. And yet, what registers our excitement? Our nerves. And when we are nervous, is it not because our nerves are in an excited state? So given this sly structure that seems to exist between antonyms and synonyms, how can this pair of words be understood? Humility and humiliating. The enormous similarity between these words simply can't be ignored. They both derive from the same root word. Humility, humiliating, and humble all come from the late Latin humilis, meaning lowly, literally on the ground, from hummus, meaning earth, which originates from a Proto-Indo-European root also meaning earth. One is perhaps rightfully reminded of the image of a religious adherent on their knees, perhaps bowing low to the earth. Such an act is literally humble because of an actual proximity to the earth. So how is it that two words like humble and humiliating, while having sprung from the same mother origin, can be so different in their meaning? If both humility and humiliation result in some sort of lowly position, perhaps quite literally to the ground, or figuratively in terms of emotional experience, why is one generally regarded as positive and the other so negative? These two words fit the structure of rivalnims perfectly because of this subtle yet extreme difference. The other verb in this family of earth-sprung words is humbling. It helps parse the difference. For example, is it humiliating to be humbled? Hard to say, perhaps in some cases, but certainly not in all situations. What causes a person to reflect on an experience and say, that was humbling rather than that was humiliating, has to do with the interplay of perspective between the person who is the subject of the verb and exactly what is administrating that verb. For example, it can be quite humbling when a project that has taken a lot of work fails to achieve its planned end. But what exactly is the cause of this failure? Quite hard to say. The best answer in many cases is simply the nature of reality was the cause. The switch to humiliation really hinges on the perspective and involvement of others. If someone is trying to humiliate someone else, then this intention goes a long way in terms of defining the situation. But notice the difference between a bitter lover posting revealing photos of a partner in an attempt to humiliate 
versus a chess player who crushes their opponent without gloating nor indicating any kind of pleasure other than the opportunity to simply play a round of the game. One situation is humiliating, while the other most likely evokes humility in the checkmated player. One important relationship to highlight between these words is that it's generally very difficult to humiliate someone who has a lot of humility. Humility functions like a shield that has nothing to protect. The attack often backfires, having nothing else to hit, making the attacker look like a misdirected fool. Interpreting the situation with a literal definition of the words, it's impossible to bring someone lower when they're already on the ground. Of course, it's possible to humiliate someone who is on the ground, but thinking this is a false mix of both literal and figurative. The figurative equivalent would be that despite all efforts of humiliating someone who actually is on the ground, if that person has sufficient humility, then the attack has no effect on their state of mind and feeling. As with most rivalnims, the divide and connection here has to do with perspective. Just as we can anxiously or eagerly await a date who is on their way, we can interpret the events that come our way as humbling or humiliating. In both circumstances, the anxiety that tips our consciousness into the negative has to do with the perspective of others that we can imagine. This is at the core of the ubiquitous advice to not care what anyone else thinks. The reason is because if you care too much about the perspective of others, then your interpretation of events is more likely to lapse into the negative, into an anxiousness and a sense of humiliation and particularly embarrassment. We might wonder if the word embarrassment is part of a rivalnim pair. What's the positive form of embarrassment? Probably just an ability to laugh at yourself. An examination of rivalnims helps illuminate some of the subtle structures that exist within language. They represent principally unconscious choices in perspective, often grouped around a sense of pessimism or optimism. Our perspective on the world determines how we describe the world, but the opposite might also hold true. If we change the way we describe the world, we might be able to shift our perspective of it. This is the Tinkered Thinking Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you find the Tinker Thinking Podcast valuable, there are many ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes. You can share it on social media with your friends. You can blog about it or discuss it on your own podcast. Or you can support it directly. And you can do this on the support page at tinkeredthinking.com. Both one-time support and monthly subscription support options are available. Thank you for your support of the show. It's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Any feedback or questions are always welcome, so feel free to reach out. And until tomorrow, remember to be careful about the context.